0: You're now listening to Sound
1: Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Hey, you know, you know what the show is, and we'll do the intro in a second. This is me uh, doing a little added thing because this episode was recorded last week, and we didn't have this information in front of us. Uh, just want to uh, want to give our condolences to the friends and family of. Uh, Stephen Hopperton and uh, Corey day. These are two fellows from Perth, Australia. And uh, they that's on the other side of the planet t- to a lot of the listeners. Uh, but the reason that you should care aside from the fact that they're human beings is also because you may not know it, but you have a lot of shared experience w- with these people. Um, uh, Stephen played in, uh, uh, miles away who I'm sure a lot of, you know, and, uh, he ran common bond records, uh, also put together some tours, but, and, uh, Corey day, he played in battle truck and, and, uh, uh PC thug, which I, I think Stephen did too. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, the reason that I wanted to do this was because, uh, w- when it came to our attention, uh it came with a lot of love and it was it it, it 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 was clear that these two people had done a lot uh for their scene and uh, a line that particularly uh resonated with me was that they were supportive of of young people a- and i'm not always that and i admire people that are so i just wanted to give a sh- a shout out and an rip uh to these two gentlemen and uh, our condolences uh, to to the community in Perth, and and also obviously uh, friends and family. Uh, everybody, keep your head up. Those two fellas uh, passed away in in it, it, very close to each other uh, in time, and uh, that's how life goes. Sometimes it can you, you gotta uh, express love for the people it, around you. Uh, so. This is a fun episode, I promise, (laughs) but I wanted to pay our respects. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick.
2: I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. And joining us today...
3: Uh, I'm Carly. Oh, I'm Danielle. I'm Erica.
2: Yo, hello, welcome. Thank you for joining us on our six-person uh, intercontinental phone call. Um, is so, this,
1: is this what people do who have office jobs? Is, is this the thing? Is it? Dude, like- I
4: held a meeting that I ran the other day. There was sixty-five people in it.
1: Oh no, no. <laughs> this, is it, the, it's this is the actual Terrifying. Limit. This is it. I don't go. But at least, you know what?
4: If you run the meeting, you can just mute everyone and they have to listen yeah, well, to you. I respect. It's terrible. It's it's awful. It's just a mosaic of people none of whom are paying an ounce of attention.
3: I close my important. camera and mute yeah. myself. Yeah. yeah.
4: I saw some kid, someone posted on Twitter that some kid, one of their students, made their picture. It just says reconnecting, so he signs on as reconnecting and then leaves. Brilliant. That's awesome. Brilliant.
0: Uh,
3: that's really smart kids are so smart these days like so
4: this gener- i never would have thought of that
3: incredible
2: <laughs> so um before we get into more talk on the the way the world is right now a uh, big shout out to all of our sponsors we're gonna make keep it quick today to live a lie death Wish, inc Close casket activities and run for cover records uh you know we love them support them they all have stuff going on they all have web stores Y'all maybe have stimulus money. Go support them and uh, tell Max to Grind big, sent you.
1: Big maybe, Bob.
2: Big maybe. I know, but that's what it is. Uh, Carly, Danielle, and Erica, thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you. Y'all are involved Thanks in something Y'all are involved in something called To the Front, um, which is a project that I've followed since the inception. Um, I don't think I've really talked to any of you before other than Danielle, who I've known for approximately 85 years Um, but it's yeah yeah give or take right Um, I uh, it's one of the coolest projects going and I respect it it's the kind of thing that the energy around it's super awesome can you give us a little background because I think and one of the reasons that I finally kind of got off my ass was like hey Danielle I want to can we do this was that we just passed the four-year anniversary of your first event. So I don't know who wants to take it from there, but can you tell us a little bit about To the Front and how it started? Erica.
5: Um, Yeah, well, To the Front, it started as just an art show that um, Courtney Coles, who's another photographer based in Los Angeles, and I were um, at her art show, which was all artists that were women of color, not music-based at all, but um, we, from that show, had the idea of trying to get some friends together to do one that's music-based. And, like, after a lot of brainstorming, like, we, we both knew Carly at the time, and I think, I think Courtney knew Danielle, but I, I had just admired her work online. Like, most artists that I find now, it's just all online. Um, and they were down to join us, so that started from four to now over 50 artists. And we've done 10 shows in different cities. Um, we partnered with Sound and Fury in Los Angeles the last time that they had a show. So that's like a fond memory because the last one is obviously canceled or postponed. Right. Um, and yeah, so it's been four years now. Anyone else want to... <laughs> uh
3: we, yeah, we had uh, some cool things that were going to happen. We were going to do Anti-Fest in Pittsburgh, um, and then we were going to do Sound and Fury, and obviously those two things didn't happen, so uh, obviously a bummer, but so we were, you know, we were, we had all these plans. We had all these, like, you know, we had, like, ideas of cities, and but of course all that got put to it you know, a screeching
1: halt. Broad, broad question for everybody, I guess, just to get the temperature of the room. Uh, Everybody doing all right during lockdown or during whatever's going on right now, like (laughs) being halted in some of the things that you want to do. Is it because Tom accused me of uh, getting like liking this too much and getting lazy and not wanting to tour and stuff like that. Uh, Are are you all adapting or or are you losing your minds? How's, How's it going individually?
2: Carly gave the so-so. Danielle gave the so-so. Carly, tell well, us about
0: <laughs> it. And, and Erica uh, shrugged. I, well, Everybody's yeah. doing just okay-ish, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't okay before, you know? Like, I was never good. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm used to working, like, 12 or 18-hour days and being gone 10 months of the year. And now I'm, I'm just here all of the time. And <laughs> it's okay.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, not that, everyone, flour- Pat. Not everyone is. Um, what's his name? Action Bronson. He's the only person I know that has flourished during. I have <laughs> technically
1: flourished. I've. I, I've That's I, true. I'm,
4: He's not wrong. You know,
1: I, I'm making money. Have more things going on. Like I just the thing that people tend to know me from is just at a total standstill. But personally,
4: aside no one likes from the to show fact, off, Pat.
1: It, well, no, I, just, I mean, it is sad in the respect that I'm very, very far away from the woman in my life. And that's not good. But like the in general, and Bob and I career. And yes, I'm away from you guys. That is heartbreaking. Sure. But career wise, it's been kind of a boon because so when Carly goes on tour, she actually gets paid. When I go on tour, it's
2: yeah, this is dicey,
1: You know, what I mean? <laughs> so uh, this has been a nice opportunity to catch up uh, financially. I'm almost like like a real adult and almost. Uh, oh yeah. No. This is
0: the opposite for me. Uh, this yeah. is I was doing financially well up until that. And I was like, well, there goes everything, I guess.
2: I wanted um, to, a- I wanted to ask really quick uh, because Carly mentioned this and I, I've been going crazy quietly. Is this stationary nature of all this? Um, that clearly was part of your job. It, it's not part of my job. I don't need to travel for my job. But being in the same place for this long is making me go crazy. Like I'm, this is the longest time. I, I did end up having to do some stuff where I, I traveled a bit, but I was, it's the longest I've been without being to California, for example, since I was, I don't know, <laughs> a child. So uh, I, I, I'm going nuts. And um, for people who do events and kind of put on things, it's, it's sort of, it's an added weird stress so when you're involved all three of you go to a lot of live events music different stuff has that change in your life impacted you have you started to feel it on a regular basis or has it been a longer soaking in process
3: um i'm gonna say that i love live music and obviously i love you know, do what you like getting to do what I love. And it's so great to be at a show and bump into like Erica or see Carly, you know, like those are, I really miss those things. But on the other hand, I have crippling social anxiety and on top of regular anxiety on top of like just depression and right. So I mean,
1: this is a a layer cake.
3: (laughs) It's a gross layer cake, but, um, I will say though, like, it's nice to not have that social anxiety, but that's, I think really the only upside, um, like I kind of like, you know, going off the grid and like disappearing and like, you know, nobody thinking about me or wonder, you know, I just like to be like invisible and it's been it's been, that part's been nice.
1: Danielle, I I don't mean to, this was not the purpose of this, <laughs> of having you all as guests, but now I'm just super curious. Um, do you, do you, do you get nervous that indulging the part of yourself, because these guys will tell you, I don't need to leave the house for anything but Whole Foods pretty much ever. And, uh, it, and my, I think most people accept it as a part of my personality. People like my mother worry a little bit. Uh, do, do you do you think that sometimes by indulging your natural inclination towards being alone or being removed from people that you, you are kind of uh, uh, reaffirming some of the potentially maladaptive behaviors that you might have?
3: So are you saying self-sabotaging? Because absolutely, maybe a
1: little <laughs> bit, maybe a little bit. Like, like, like maybe just that it's easier to fall down a hole. Than, uh, it, than it is to crawl out of one. And like, I, I've, I feel great when I'm not around people, but then I'll realize shortly that I haven't had a real conversation in a month and I'm starting to I'm starting to be like the castaway in some in, in uh, Treasure Island. You know what I mean? Like I I I'm, I'm having a hard time forming sentences.
2: I also so, like to be alone a lot, but sometimes I think about Patrick and go, all right, I gotta call this dude and talk to him for a few minutes because I don't I'm not sure if he's talked to anybody for a day or two.
1: But the thing is, I feel great, but then I also wonder is it maladaptive? And I wonder if you're going through this, if you have those same thoughts.
3: I mean, yeah, I guess like it in a way I feel like you could compare it to, I don't know, like pushing on a bruise or like popping a pimple. Like it's, it's like kind of a self-destructive thing, but it's like, whatever, you know, (laughs) it's who I am. It's part of, you know, part of my nature. Like I've, I've kind of tried to get complete, almost completely off social media. Like I'm off, got off Twitter, got off Facebook. I don't have TikTok or anything. Um, And but with Instagram, I've just been going down this like nostalgia hole lately. Because I've definitely been like, well, you know, I Give really. Us more. Well, <laughs> uh, so I was talking to one of my friends from Wolksbear and uh, she commented on like an old photo of Title Fight I posted from like Redwood Artspace. Pat, I think. Self-defense family probably played the show. Um, When you're done
1: telling your story, you you can tell people how badly we ruined that show for the crowd. But yes, go on.
3: What? No. (laughs) We,
1: we, Um. we, we 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 had equipment break, but we didn't get off the stage until it was fixed. So like... We pl- we probably were on stage for an hour at a show that is not our show. Oh, so it you didn't like?
4: Of, you didn't cut like a song God, or two when you realized you were like.
1: It was one of the, in in principle, it was the rudest thing I've ever done. Shout oh out to the title fight guys who have always been good to my bands. I
4: the audacity. I th-
1: it, my my memory of it was, hey, we drove we drove a long way to play this shit. We're gonna get through this set, and my memory is that things just kept breaking, and we were just like, well. I guess Patrick's going to talk for eleven minutes. And You're so good get... at
3: that. <laughs>
1: yeah, but not that, not that good at that. <laughs> but sorry, go on.
3: No, no, that's it's funny that you mentioned that because that just reminds me of like the first time I met you like ten years ago. I was like, wow, this guy talks a lot, and I was like nineteen. <laughs> but it's funny. But she she uh like responded to one of the pictures I posted, and she was like when you didn't even know that these were the best days of your life. And I was like, oh, like, oh. oh, like just stabbed me. I just like and then so since then, I've just been super nostalgic, like just like, oh, this was from like 2009. This is from, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? Like, this is who I am now. Just this really sad, nostalgic person. I just, you know, wow. You know, I ha- we had it so good and we didn't even know.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please. Uh, I like definitely, uh, you know, everyone is um, can fall into nostalgia traps. And I love like reminiscing, but I never look back at stuff and think like, wow, this was so good. Or I I was like, I can never look back at something and be like, I was so happy. Cause like, I was never, I can always like look back and be like, at least I wasn't happy then either.
3: (laughs) Oh, the thing is, is like, I was probably worse in my depression and my anxiety, like back then than I am now. Cause I did not have coping skills and I never, I never knew how to like handle myself. Um, except for being like a loud, obnoxious person. Cause I just like, I don't know what to do. Um, but it's, it's definitely just like, Oh, I miss these little, like, I try to find little pockets of happiness in all the despair because then those are like, I don't know. This is, I, I know this is getting dark, but it's like, Oh, oh those on. were like great memories, like nice little moments that like I'll always have to look back on. And then it's like, Back to just the depression, back to being sad. (laughs) I like reminiscing about certain things and then trying to forget the other stuff. So
1: uh, you're photographers and tell tell me about the relationship between Cap. Now, this is me trying to be like fucking some like you're on Masterpiece Theater now. Tell me about the relationship <laughs> between. <laughs> do, 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 yeah, tell do, do. me about the relationship. Between, that's a, such an old reference, Bob, that half of our audience is not going to even get nostalgia. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Never fucking mind. The, it, it, but tell me about the relationship uh, between capturing images and nostalgia. The two things seem
4: intertwined, in, right? I mean,
1: yeah, invariably linked. Yeah. And I'm the sort of fella, No, no offense to anybody that does show photography. I'm sick of looking at myself. I never need to look at myself again in my life. Uh, but I do find myself, I follow one of those YouTubes that put po- like everybody's got this in their hometown scene, I assume. The one strange archivist that, 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 that recorded every show. There's yep. one from where I'm at who will post something like, maybe like once every three months. And I'll go, oh, this was a terrible show. I'm going to watch it for an hour and 15 minutes. Now uh, tell me about your relationship between the relationship and yours between photography and nostalgia. If you have an answer for that question.
0: I, I don't know if <laughs> Danielle and Erica, if you ever experienced this, but sometimes I will go through like spells of not editing or, uh, you know, doing anything photo wise other than, than simply shooting them and then never touching the camera again. Uh, I like, sometimes I can't edit stuff cause it bums me out to look at it. Mm. I, like, yeah. especially if it was like a happy time, I don't know. Um, so I don't know. That's what I have to say.
5: Yeah. I, mean, I have to, for the most part, um, towards the beginning of quarantine, I was kind of burned out from shooting shows because I was going so often Um, I liked doing like behind the scenes stuff and just beyond the live photos. And then all of those photos, like immediately, I was like looking back at them and editing them and just like being so stoked on like those memories and hoping that shows were going to come back in the summer. It was like March. And I'm like, the shows are coming back in the summer (laughs) Um, and they didn't come back. And like from then until now, I haven't, for the most part, unless someone asks me for a photo for something specific, I haven't touched any of my music work and I don't post it anymore. Cause like for the most part, when I post something, it's like my favorite from that set. So I don't want to just give you photos of a band that you can't watch for another year or two. Um, And I've, Thankfully, like recently been more into shooting film and shooting things that are like day to day stuff that I was into shooting when I was getting into photography when I was like 15. So that's one positive from this is now I'm like, kind of like relighting that fire that I had for photography and just making images. They don't have to be of a band or of a show, but I definitely miss it. And like looking at any of my music archives is just pretty depressing. (laughs) Uh, sure. Oh. I, I, I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't try to convince you to do otherwise you do whatever you want with your photos, but I will say that, uh, as much as that is an experience for a lot of people, the, the inverse is also the fact, like, like Danielle said, some people just look at those old photos and just, it, it's like a beacon to them. You, you know what I mean? So, uh, obviously you do what you want, but it's, it's, it's kind of like an interesting thing that, I feel the same way about like, I think Bob and I have talked about this because he has a child. I get very dark about milestones and I got no idea why I had a good childhood, but like birthday parties, communions, anything like that. I just, I get like dark. I don't know why. And, but to other people, they look at them and they go, ah, you know what I mean? That was, that was great. So like, it's, uh, I, I, uh, I probably experienced things similar to how you do of looking at these things and going, damn, I don't It's almost like a scab right now, but there's a lot of people who feel otherwise.
5: It's weird because I like watching the videos and I love watching a live stream. Like I love seeing the hate five, six videos of any show that I wasn't even at, (laughs) Um, but if it's my own photos, I'm like, damn, like I remember specifics about that night or that, that show or that tour. And it's just like, I just, I'm optimistic for when things come back, like as anxious am I, as I feel to go to like a very populated place right now. I know that right. I will be, be very down to go to a show once I'm vaccinated. Sure. <laughs> like,
4: I have a million questions, so I better get in before Pat asks another no, sorry. I, I, I,
1: I, do you like how I ask a question and then I make it about myself for like 11 minutes and then I go... Yeah, he's
4: like, what's your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word is bubble. Yeah, it's like, yeah, cool. And then All I'll
1: right. say, if you don't mind expanding on what I just talked about for four if, minutes. Sure. See
4: what Danielle, the
2: way Danielle put it is the best. You've always been a good talker. I met you 10 yeah. years ago and you've just stopped talking. talking.
4: Yeah. Let yeah. me You're say You're very thought He hasn't stopped talking since then.
1: Let me say this. I got my first message of this type the other day. Bob and Tom interrupt you too much. And I said, thank you so much. That I was said, fake. I've been wa- that was f- I said, I've been waiting for this. I appreciate that. <laughs> we have to did did mom time. send it. <laughs> no, not my mom. That would be something my mom says. Yeah. But no, uh, I was happy. It was someone that appreciated being turned on to final conflict. Uh, really thinks it rips, loves it. Yeah.
2: Tell them, yeah, thanks, Bob. Okay.
1: And and then said, <laughs> and then said but they interrupt you a lot, and I said, "I know,
4: I really know." What would the show be if we didn't? I'd be a nightmare. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, so. I would literally put up reconnecting and then walk away. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom, um, you have questions. I'm sorry. Go on.
4: I have questions. Um, so one of the things. So I'll, we'll start with Carly. Did um what started for you with photography was like were you interested in photography first or were you like a show photography person that learned like expanded from ho- like punk and hardcore or were you into photography to start?
2: Yeah. Yo, that's such a I good believe- question. All, all three, please. But golly yes. start.
0: Um, I was always into like taking like snapshots of friends and stuff. Sure. Like my grandfather was super into photography and I like somewhere in storage have like a bunch of his old equipment. Um, Amazing. my mom always was always taking photos of the family. Uh, so I was always into like, just, you know, making snapshots of friends. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. So of course, when I started going to shows, I started bringing a camera, and it just kind of, you know, developed.
4: Uh, <laughs> no pun in intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. And whoever else wants to, Yeah. There's a cat. We have seven. Seven yeah. living things in the room now. He's
3: my. Uh, own, he's my emotional support man.
5: Similar to Carly, I was. I think I was like 15 when I started. Uh, taking photography classes and I was already going to shows at that point. So I just remember like, I still have some wonky notebooks um, of just like bad disposable photographs of like, like the virus and the glass at the glass house in Pomona. Um, You can't see anybody. You can see the back of a few Mohawks, but I, for some reason took those photos, pasted them on the paper and I was like, I'm going to want to see this in the future. (laughs) Like, I don't know, but it, it happened naturally because I was just shooting my friends and I eventually got a digital camera and did it more
3: seriously. And now here That's we awesome. are.
2: That's awesome.
3: Um, well, uh, when I was probably t- maybe 12 years old, um, I was very nosy when I lived in my parents' house. And I remember going through the, you know, there's like, like, it's like a hutch with like your like China and then just like drawers that your parents just put shit in. Yes. Junk, um, junk. Yeah. I was so bored and I was going through it and I pulled out, like my mom had this camera. It's like, it was a Canon AE one. This obviously oh, wow. is not the same one that one broke, but it was, but I found it and I was like, Holy shit, this is crazy. And I started playing oh. around with it and I was like, mom, what's up with this? And she's like, Oh, like, yeah, I'll I'll fix up and get some film for you. Cause I guess she was very into photography when she was in high school and she just, she doesn't throw things away. She just, she's not a hoarder, but she's, she's a very, also a very nostalgic person. So she keeps a lot of stuff. Um, So yeah, this was also kind of the time I was listening to punk and hardcore um, and going to like local shows in Doylestown. Um, So I just was kind of shooting, just everyday stuff on film um, and going to shows, but I didn't actually uh, start taking photos at shows until I was probably like, probably like two or three years later. Um, so, cause I mean, in Doylestown we had uh, the teen center, um, which is like, I guess, kind of legendary in a way but yeah I just I had like a point and shoot I would bring there and shoot and I didn't think anyone would give a shit and then people started asking me to see the photos and then here I am it's
4: amazing (laughs) and I think funny like a a story that's kind of it's known so I don't know if you know this Bob you know someone who's part of to the front who's part of uh, some of the shows Becca later we've tried to have on that we can work out all sort of stuff amazing so oh, her man. her photography teacher is Pam, who's married to Corey Williams. So she got into photography right. through Pam from Long Island, who's like the OG Long Island, like hardcore photographer. And now like they shoot alongside each other now. So it's and it's fucking amazing.
3: That guy's you know, so cool.
4: She's yeah, <laughs> an amazing photographer. He's so
3: cool. My God.
1: That's so interesting. So full disclosure, with total respect for all three of you, I'm not like a photography guy at all. I I I feel like a lot of my friend no, it's different Danielle. It's 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 worse than you think. It's like my friends and I were in, just like
4: oh no. I yeah, I'm like <laughs> so dismissive
1: I'm like the I'm like the person that's like I don't know. It's just like a image of a thing that happened, right? Like I perfectly don't understand it. Like I'm This like, is going like,
2: to connect to a conversation I'm going to privately have with Patrick soon about how he doesn't listen to his own mute voice. So we'll talk about it later.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't like I'm it's just a thing that happened like right so I'm not like uh interested in photography but uh, like but I am interested <laughs> I no, but I am interested in anything oh, where my God. where there's a lineage like I found it very interesting uh, I believe two of you said that there's at least some family connection people in your family enjoyed photography at one time and then you enjoy and then I I thought that, that was interesting that Tom said I had never thought about the fact that just as in in music there's ogs people that i would be really interested in hearing a story from people that i would be interested in uh knowing what it was like at whatever era or whatever it it totally and this is obviously stupid as fuck it totally didn't occur to me that photographers have that as well right like you could have that conversation with an older photographer and just be like blown away in the same way that i am when i like met the stern brothers you know what i'm like like it's like that type of that type of like OG thing is cool.
4: I mean, Bob and I talked about it. And I'm sure, you know, everyone's familiar, like BJ Pappas and like Justin Dimitric were like so important. <sighs> like I saw BJ was part of like part of one of the shows too. Like I ta- I mean, in New York, like that was it. The, both of them were like the photographers. There was really nobody else. Yeah. Um, but so, and this is part of my second question. Um, and then I'll, I'll see, I'll the room back to Bob.
2: I think Erica had something to say first. Oh gosh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry.
5: No, it's okay. It's, it's what you were going to say, which is like, I grew up looking at BJ's photos and like any response from her that she was interested in being part of our LA show. I was just, it was more exciting to me than like meeting anyone else that I've met it was wow. just talking to her about like her being interested in like sending work to be in the show um so fucking and then cool. actually finally meeting her at another photographer's um like separate show later on but she's right. so cool like that's what and she, i love about yeah
4: her. she's like, so um, nice and she's incredible right i mean
3: yeah yeah that yeah sorry um that just reminded me of, of another uh photographer who was very prominent in like the 80s DC punk and hardcore scene, Susie J. Horgan, I think is how you pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. She has a book called Punk Love. Actually, this is the book that I didn't eat. I forgot about this because I'm old and I have terrible memory now. <laughs> um, but I picked up this book when I was in middle school um, at the Doylestown bookshop. And I looked through it and I was like, oh, my God, she took the cover art uh, the teen idols cover art all the fi- all the most famous minor threat bad brains black flag photos she-, she is the reason that i decided to start doing behind the scenes and like documentary stuff and she's incredible and i'm i don't i'm like why don't more people know who she is or talk about her but it's just like yeah like bj and justine like these just these incredible i feel like the pioneers you know of Right, of right. Of show photography.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think something that, like, Bob and I had, and we were talking about earlier, and I think, um, you know, photo- band photography has become, at least in my opinion, like, more iconic than any record cover that band could have. And I think, you know, like, all your work and, like, Angela Owen, like... You're not remem- you're remembering a turnstile picture more than you're remembering a turnstile album cover more like most likely because yeah. there's so many iconic photos and I mean I guess this kind of speaks to like the BJs and stuff like that, but like are there any sort of like were there any photos that you're like shit, that's really kind of if I could make what that happen Yeah That's what I would want to do. I mean it's the same thing in music It's like oh man I wish I could write a song like that like this photo if I could somehow Get something this cool. I would want to do that.
0: Uh, the London Calling cover. I, it's you know. I, it feels like a cliche answer, but it's iconic. And also, I believe the story with that photo is that <clears throat> the photographer didn't initially want it used because it's not like technically a perfect photo. It's not like right. sharp focus. That's always uh, how it happens. And, <laughs> yeah. So I try to. I also try to remind myself of that. Uh, Sure. Just because I can definitely be way too precious with things that no one is going to notice. Right.
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think looking at like Susie's work um, and just thinking of some very like iconic record covers that were like, I think the um, cover for Out of Step was like, oh he just put his head down and we took the photo. It wasn't planned. It's like, Holy shit. Like, imagine like, I'm like, Holy shit. Like that's like, you know, goals, take an iconic photo that just happened and wasn't planned. You know, like it's like, I love those stories. Like those are my absolute favorite stories. Those are, I think the most inspiring.
5: There's too many to like, I I can't really pinpoint one right now, but I would say that like, um, For live stuff, there's a photographer named Jim Marshall, and he documented a lot of, like, Johnny Cash's behind-the-scenes and live photos, and, all like, most black-and-white in film. So, like, his images, for me, are, like, the most I can see one and know that it's his work. And I just grew up looking at them and being so, like, enamored by it. And then going to, like, a punk show and being like, I want to somehow emulate that. Um, I don't know if I succeeded, but I like the fact that, like, everybody has their own style of taking pictures. And for a non-live album cover, the damaged album cover is my favorite. And mm-hmm. I've always – I've had a photo inside of an album and on the back of an album, but not on the front. So that's still one of, like, the dangling
3: carrots for my career. So – Makes sense. Um, <laughs> another – I'm going to shut up about this. but no, um, Robbie Red Cheeks.
2: Shout, out, shout um, out.
3: Literally, like, I don't even, he kind of, he inspired, like, my, I guess, like, me starting to shoot hardcore and punk shows the way I did. And I remember, my age is showing, he messaged me on he messaged me on Centerfuse and wow. told me he like I was in high school. He told me he liked one of the photos I took. And I just remember being like, oh, my!" <laughs> I freaked out. I was like, this guy, this guy, he he liked something I did. And then we formed like a beautiful friendship. And I think he's one severely underrated. He is he's probably like one of the absolute best to ever do it and I wish he still did it um and he's also just such a kind and wonderful person like he's I remember he like this so when I was probably 19 or 20 he called me I was in Ocean City New Jersey with my family and he's like hey can you come to Philly to take sick of it all promos I'll give you my lights and I was like Ah, uh, like I definitely, I was sweating the whole time. I was so anxious. I think the photos were terrible, but the fact that he asked me to, to do something like that, I was just like me. What? Like it's still, I'm still in awe to this day. He's, he's just such an amazing person.
4: I'm incredibly talented too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
3: yeah.
1: Can, can, can I ask a question? This is so uh, again, pardon my total ignorance on photography stuff Uh, there's bands that the three that we really like that we acknowledge are not good, right? Like it just has a charm. And is there any photographers? You don't name them. We cannot
5: name any.
2: There's no (laughs) way. Let's let's frame it this way. As opposed to that. Photographers. I I think, I mean, (laughs) the way Carly talked about that, the, the clash record, you know, like a photo that, If you know about photography, you're like, yo, this isn't, you know, it's kind of out of wonk and, you know, you might look at it a different way, but it still has so much personality or like Pat was saying, charm that you find yourself drawn to it.
4: The kinder way to say that.
5: That's a great question. Firstly, that a photographer's worst critic is the person, like the photographer themselves.
3: Like we all are so hard on each other. You should hear us. I was going to say, you should hear us talk right before shows, but go on.
2: <laughs> yo wait what's that like what is it like a pep talk is it like just getting out your fears yeah. what is it like
0: it's all yes, of us all asking over. the other yeah we're all like is it a, can i just leave can we go
5: Do we have was to the first
0: <laughs> all of us
5: we're all pretty introverted and planning something that people are going to specifically to see your work and you um is like a nightmare it's like yeah. <laughs> it's it's like a bad dream where you're in front of people at school, you know, like, but it, yeah. it's like facing your fears and you have like an adrenaline rush right after that.
2: You know, because you're, you're illuminating something that you don't think about. I get it because I'll, I'll do episodes where I just ask these dudes questions, but they don't ask me back. It's, you know, the photographer. Yeah, they're holding the camera, but they're behind it. They're not mm-hmm. in front of it you know so when you put that together i never i've never thought about it like that you're
4: right and it's, very it's weird. like put it's like recording a demo and then playing it in front of 200 people and be like so what yeah. do you guys think
1: yeah right
4: yeah. i mean it's like True. there's no kind of you know like you're your own worst critic just like we all like anyone who does any kind of artistic thing you're like Ugh. and now you're putting it out to be seen by hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people you're like this is the worst day Yeah, I totally can see why. Well, doing the live event puts them
2: in front with it, though. You know, you can post pictures, and you're not, you're not, like, hey, here I am with my picture. It's just, here's the pictures, you know? Um, There's a lot
3: of, like, oh, yeah, I don't, I didn't know you took that, and it's, like, but before, I remember, like, I know Erica and Carly definitely remember this, but, like, our very first show, I mean, we were all, there's, like, a I think Erica took a picture of me laying on the floor because I was having such bad anxiety. And like, we were all just sitting there like, can we like, and not to sound ungrateful, but it was just very overwhelming when you're so used to being the one behind the camera. You're kind, you're invisible. And, you know, you're there to like, your job is to document other people. But then when you're kind of put on display, it's just like, <gasps> Oh my God! Can we go home? Like,
4: <laughs>
3: can I, I, ask
0: I feel I... vaguely.
4: Yeah.
0: I, I feel nauseated just thinking about those days. <laughs> like,
1: uh, this this is such a funny I, topic yeah. to me. The, the the notion of having a need to express yourself, but also having like a, a deep social anxiety where <laughs> all of the mechanisms by which you do that are just, for lack of a better word, triggering as hell and that's like i never really thought about that because I, I i i uh that's not one i experienced but that's like uh that's a trip
2: well, we got <laughs> and here, we, well, have a oh. we got the mechanicals of to the front but with all this said why right why what why why do it because it's such <sighs> like to do the event because you're like Fortress. oh man Cause, no i i understand you know like it, There's there's this place and you guys filled this cool void, but like knowing you were going to go up against these kind of this conflict of self, you know, to do an event like this.
4: Yes, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz and I'm Flynn McClain.
2: Together, we host None But The Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen.
1: Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our biweekly episodes. We've also been recently
2: joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If
0: you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to No The Brave on your favorite podcasting platform. And we hope to see you further on up the road.
5: Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you. I think with our first show, it was, it was supposed to just be like friends at an art show. No one is asking us to put our work up on the wall. So we're going to put our work up on the wall and have like a little, just a hang. Right. Um, But since then there's been more purpose behind it. And it's also been kind of an exercise to like step out of your comfort zone and, What I forgot to mention was like with each show that we've had, we find local organizations to donate to. So then there's also the incentive of like doing it for something we believe in um, and raising funds that way, um, trying to help out each other by, you know, promoting each other's work and, and getting ourselves out there, even though most of us and most artists in general, I think are pretty introverted. Yeah. But
2: it was like power and numbers. Yeah. yeah.
1: Makes sense. Good point.
4: All right. Here's – so um, here's a therapist question.
1: Yeah. Keep, keep them coming. I feel like I've – that's all I've been rolling with. My bad today. Sorry.
4: No, no, no. But, I mean, you know, part of – it's part of what I do for a living. You know, whatever. Mm, sure. So here's what I'm hearing, and I'm wondering if this is like – you know, we, I think, well, some of us, I mean, I can agree with a lot of the social anxiety and stuff like that. Do you feel like a camera helps you sort of bridge that? Like, do you enjoy going to a show without your camera? Like, or do you oh, need that getting, to kind of like, it's like a barricade to keep people like one step away from me. That's a really good question. I'm curious to hear these it's answers. Hard.
0: I also have, um, I mean, since I spend so much time working, not necessarily shooting, uh, I have a hard time going to shows that I'm not working. You know, it's, I, I like I like having a thing to do.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Right, I right. need
0: something
3: to do with my hands. Yes. Right,
5: right. When I started going to shows, it was by myself. And I felt like when I was with, like doing photos, making photos, I had my camera with me it didn't matter if I didn't know anybody else. It didn't, you know, no one was looking at me being like, she has no friends, but when right. I had my camera, it's like, at least I'm taking pictures. Look <laughs> the words Absolutely. right out of
3: my mouth. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And I still feel that way. Like, you know, a lot of the time, you know, I'll text, you know, I'll text Erica. We'll text each other. Hey, are you going to this show? Okay. We were both on an assignment. Cool. Like, see you there. Or sometimes we don't even know that the other is shooting. So we get in the photo pit and it's like, Oh my God, thank God. You know exactly what I'm feeling. This is just great. <laughs> right. And then you hang out together. So yeah, that's, that's the one of the really, really nice parts about it too. That's
4: awesome. All right. I have another uh, a, a pro question that it always bothered me and you guys will know. It's not like a pro, like uh, What's up with bands that only allow you to shoot the first three songs? What does that mean? Like why is that a thing?
1: I thought it was the opposite. I thought I thought it I thought it was Is that what it is or uh, who makes that rule?
4: The bands or the uh, venue? The band,
0: yeah. the band sets it. Uh, the three songs is like is the standard so like unless a band says otherwise that's what the venue's going to enforce generally. Yeah. But definitely there are bands who do like I've seen bands who do like songs two three and four or like four five six or like you shoot the whole set
4: right Um, what's the reasoning do you think like i mean you would yeah what's the reasoning
5: i've been told it's so that the experience isn't ruined for the fans that they don't want to have photographers you know whether that's true or not whether the band doesn't want to have cameras in their face their whole set um but usually you know you're supposed to respect the first three, but I feel like smaller venues, obviously, they don't have that rule. No. Oh. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, generally not going to be enforced if there's not a barricade. But
3: yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, I, I shot Demi Lovato a couple years ago. Wow. And and her rule at the time, which was strictly enforced by whoever like worked for her at the time, it was you can only shoot the first 30 seconds of the first three songs and you can't shoot her from the front. You can only shoot her from the sides. And then when I was supposed, when I was supposed to shoot Avril Lavigne, you could only shoot her from the soundboard. But then when I shot the Backstreet Boys, like (laughs) you could be all up in there. Like it, some, some, it, it definitely varies, but it's, Yeah, there's some really interesting ones.
4: It's fascinating to like, I mean, especially to have those parameters beyond the three songs to kind of be like only from the side, only from like the soundboard. You're 50 feet away, 75 feet away. Would you have to have like a a crazy lens to be able to get anything? The only time that I
5: have, um, what I was able to shoot Green Day was when they were playing in San Diego and I found out in the middle of a work day. And obviously the drive from LA to San Diego is like, three hours maybe. Yeah. Right. Um, but for their show, it was, I think it was like a song and a half and their songs are so short. so The, the stress was high, but I yeah, like, so you're just like, like... taking so many photos in such a short amount of time in my life. That's... And I still haven't.
3: <laughs> it, it, so that those scenarios are so, they're so stressful, but they're, a ch- they're like a challenge. And sometimes like, Oh, like some of the best photos you've ever taken could come from, like, a challenge like that. Mm.
0: Right. You yeah, want to hear how it's fun to set parameters.
1: You, you right. want to hear oh, how stupid I am? I, I, I yes. when at, I've, a couple tours <laughs> on the last drug church cycle. Uh, the, 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 the photographers would take photos of us and then leave after a couple songs. And I would say, damn, they fucking hate us. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I, oh I, I didn't know there was a reason. I didn't no. know there was any rationale behind it. I was like, just like, damn, that cleared out no, quick. Holy I must shit. And stuck tonight.
4: That's amazing. Wait,
1: no. but you,
0: you didn't like think anything of the entire photo pit of people all leaving at once. You were no, just like, I, was, I guess I was like, this is something no, they all hate.
4: It's a group text. So like, let's get out of here. This guy is a little rough.
1: Yeah. Carly, you'd, you'd be surprised at what I use as ammo against my band. I'll be like, that was a set killer. Look it, they left. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. I'd be like, "We're not doing that one again."
0: (laughs) And they were all like, "What the fuck are you even talking about?" So I I,
4: yeah,
2: I I wanted to ask like the other side of that, you know, because you're talking about like the the pro side where it's like, yeah, you can only do the first three songs. Oh, from here, from there, that's it. Only the one and a half songs. What about the you know hardcore punk show where there's no rules and there's Cause this is something that's come up as someone who's booked festivals and pretty large shows. There's 30 photographers all trying to get on the side of the stage. Uh, uh, it's, it's really hard to manage from the promoter side. I'll say that, but at the same time, who wants to be the dickhead? Who's like, no, only like five photographers, um Um, What, what are your feelings there when it's if photographer overload?
3: Um, It's definitely, it's something where, like, um, it's definitely crazy and it can be very overwhelming. In those instances, a lot of the time, like, either I'll try to be on stage for two songs because I'm a very short, small person. So it's, I have to, like, sometimes just sit like this. Like, you've probably seen, like, I'm sure there's, I'm in, like, too many hate five, six videos where I'm just, like, Like a little bridge troll, (laughs) but I'll, I'll try really hard to like challenge myself. Okay. Like I'm going to go to like, do some sort of a different perspective. Like I'll go to the balcony, even though that's not that much different, or I'll just like kind of, I'll put on a longer lens and like shoot from the back a little bit, try to cat, like do something different. Um, so I try to challenge myself with situations like that. And then I also feel bad because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in anyone's way. I don't want to annoy anybody. I, I don't want to be the person who fucks up and does something like, it's like one of my biggest fears is just like tripping over a cable or ruining the whole thing. And so I just, I, again, I try to be invisible.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean I feel similarly. Um it definitely I mean, I'm sure it sucks having to be the person who tells I mean I've also had to be the person who tells photographers that they can't be on stage. Um it sucks, but like also there's a point at which it like it it interferes with the show, and interferes boundaries. with enjoyment and like yes. you know you just have to like sorry you can't have everyone on the stage. 100%. And
5: it sucks, but it's just how it is. Um, I have an issue because I'm tall, (laughs) but also I have bad knees where like, I can easily dislocate a knee again and not walk for a few months. So when I'm at like a punk show where I know that I will get hit if I'm right in the front and right in the middle, um, I have to get there early and like stand on the sides or figure out an angle Mm -hmm. and make it work. And I have no problem doing that. Um, but I never feel like entitled to go on the stage unless I know the band or I know someone that has asked me to take photos for them and that's fine. Um, but I think in general, uh, most, most of the photographers I know, um, that are part of to the front, uh, try to be pretty respectful and have like, no, there's a boundary there. Um, I've seen it get pretty crazy though. And I personally like to Photoshop cameras out of my shots but at a certain point that is not possible
1: with
2: my
5: <laughs> editing skills. yeah so it's a, a challenge
0: yeah yeah I it's, definitely stopped at, at some point like several years ago if I saw more than a certain number of people with cameras in up front, and I was like I'm, I'll set this one out I don't I don't need to be another one you know
3: yeah it gets kind of piggybacking off what Erica said like unless I I know the band um, like they asked me to be on stage to shoot um, or, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like one of my best friends or something. And, you know, I know that it's it's OK. But even even if I'm on stage, you know, and it's like people I know, I still am like, hey, is this OK? Like, please tell me to fuck like you can tell me to fuck off and I will be fine with it. Like, please, I please tell me please tell me the fuck off. Like, I don't (laughs) want to, you know, so I
1: I always find that, uh, the, the conversation, like, you know, when the internet was having a fun time with photographers, maybe whenever that was like last year, that was my fault. Was that your fault?
3: That was, are you talking about like the sound and fury shot that regional justice center posted? (laughs) That was my photo.
1: (laughs) I could I could not for the life of me remember what actually started the conversation, but that's right.
2: It
3: was my photo. What
2: band was that during?
3: Have Heart Uh, at Sound and Fury 2019, I think. Yeah. That's because I was on the balcony trying to just avoid getting in anyone's way and I didn't want to I I just I wanted to be But so you were right there. I was I looked up and I was like, oh yes. I retract my my
5: statement about not knowing what live photo is iconic. I wanna pick that one. (laughs)
2: that's a good one
3: i didn't even shoot that photo with the any intention of anything it was just like one of the many like shots of the crowd and the band like i I wanted to get the whole picture and i
4: what's everyone's preference is it like is it the epic crowd shot or like an awesome band portrait like a singer guitar player drummer in their element like you know what i, mean? I think of portrait
5: okay um when it comes to photos of the band i prefer i prefer candids like or portraits and when it's a show my favorite part is the fans reaction to the music sure so anyone like stage diving or just in the crowd losing their mind over what's going on yeah. <laughs> those are my favorite photos yeah
1: I've I've really have started to believe that photographs of, particularly lead singers, also guitarists, but particularly lead singers, that meme where we say society has moved past, society has moved past the need for photo, photographs of lead <laughs> singers. We're, we got we, we've been covered. You know what I mean? Like it's all good. The
5: tightly um, cropped in photos, like singing yeah. into a
1: microphone. I'll tell you what, when you, when you are 24, you are looking at those being like, I fucking rule, you know what I mean? But by the time you got crow's feet and you, and you're not looking so hot, you're like, you know what? (laughs) I don't need to see this anymore. I'm, I'm good. Uh, Grandpa
2: Joe says, don't take any more pictures of me. News at 11.
1: (laughs) No, uh, honestly, my biggest concern and sorry, like to reduce like your craft to like my very petty concerns I think I've expressed this to Carly because <laughs> she's taking photos of my bands. I, I I've always got a booger. And if you are <laughs> taking photos from the, the, the barrier between the barrier and the, and the, the photo pit, you're getting my booger. And, and it's like, I'm just insecure the entire time. And I'm not often insecure on a stage, but I'm always like, damn it. What you want to yeah, H- towels? You're the big. last
0: time I saw you in person was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. in January last year. Mm. And you you saw me down in the photo pit, and then you started talking about that on stage. It's about your boogers.
1: I have a big yeah. <laughs> nose. I've got a big nose. Dude, and
3: you just have to turn around during, I don't know, someone's tuning, take your pinky, jam it up there, Ooh, and wow. then just like wipe it on your arm.
0: <laughs> or stage like towel,
3: like as I think Tom said. I think
0: stage tower. towel. Is
4: <laughs> You're playing yeah. real venues. They give you towels you can bring out on the stage. You're not, not playing ABC dis- No Rio. You'll be fine.
1: Not to be disgusting. You have no idea how many sneakers have a booger on the side of them from playing these shows or or the very cuff of my of my pants. A I booger. mean, how
3: my, my legs have been my legs. My feet have been spit on like. Oh,
1: yeah. Listen,
3: if it. there's
5: no photos of your booger, does the
1: booger exist? Right. That's a compelling question.
2: Society has moved past the need for booger shaming,
5: man. Everyone's got <laughs> it. Just
2: let it go, man. We're all good.
5: Especially
3: I mean, with it, those rings.
1: Cool with, all, with y'all, I guess yeah, I'm cool with it.
5: <sighs> I'm going to go back and look at my drug church photos and see if there's any boogers. <laughs> Can you put I some think- in if they're not? Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like the
2: it. Nickelodeon photos of drug church, just neon SpongeBob coming out of his nose.
1: Yeah, no, there's, there's just uh, you can't do that on television. Slime coming out of my nose. Uh,
2: so, I don't know.
3: Aaron, Aaron Carter once said, and this quote stuck with me, like from when I was a kid, and I think about it all the time. He said, "Everybody picks their nose. There's no shame in it. Just no. fucking do it. It's like everybody poops. Everybody picks mm. their nose. It's not you a know, big deal. Like I'll pick mine up." We, we,
1: there you go well, for everybody at home. Double, we double barrel. Um, well, Aaron Carter is a, 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 truly
2: you know, one of the minds it? of our time.
1: Yeah. Well, this was when
3: dive. this was when he was, you know, uh, on fire. McGuire. Yeah. This was yeah. when he was. I had a crush on him.
4: He didn't get the face tattoos and beefing with his brother and all that sort of stuff. Not yet. So
1: I, I've got I've got a question. Uh, is there a best photo that you have not? shared with the world for whatever reason like is there a photo that you have taken that you have been impressed by either for your technical you nailed it that day or it's got a real thing going on but you either wanted to keep it to yourself and or somebody was really picking their nose in the scene and you you, you didn't want to put out whatever it is is there anything that isn't that you don't share
0: I I barely post anything anymore so yeah I don't I share almost nothing at this point (laughs)
3: I don't share. I don't deserve
1: um, you, Carly. Don't share.
3: <laughs> I I don't share. Um, if somebody does not want me to share something, or I can't share something, like I've I've been sitting on some cool photos that you know an artist doesn't want me to share, and I will be respectful of that. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't. Or if someone, or if I look at the photo and I think. Would I be bummed if this was me and like some like if someone's making like a weird face or something like I, I sometimes I try to think of it. Would they be bummed out over how they look like a, a mid mid set like you something Yo,
2: you are. That's the biggest heart thing I've ever heard anyone say. It's that's a very, oh. like,
1: I was very say- kind
2: thing to do. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say I don't think that's a popular <laughs> viewpoint because every goddamn photo I've seen of myself the last few years has been like a horror show. But uh, it looks I, like
4: you're like, doing like t- like math in your head, like extensive.
1: Yeah, it, it always, it always looks like I'm
4: confused
1: and, and stupid. you're like trying to
4: divide like a thousand by like yeah. seventeen hundred or so. Yeah, you're just like not.
1: Um, so that's that's kind of you. That's great. I wish more people thought that way.
0: <laughs> so I mean, I, mean Eric- I feel like you're kind of doing the job wrong. If like you're posting photos that like the person is unhappy with, you know?
3: And I I'm also kind of, I'm also like a very self-conscious person with my own image. So I try to, so I sort of assume that everybody else feels the way I do or might, and I'm, I'm like, Oh, that would make me feel bad. I don't know.
2: Erica, I wanted to ask the same question, except, Are there any photos that are great, like awesome photos that you're like, these are great, but for whatever reasons you can't use them?
5: Yes. Um, And it comes down to permission again, because I think like having your strongest photos on your website when you're looking for work is important. So obviously if I think it's a great photo, I do want to put it online, but if it's something that I agreed with like the band or with their manager not to post something if it's not approved or, you know, if they only pick five photos out of however many um, I can't do anything with those. So that's a bummer, but I'll at least have it for myself. Like, (laughs) but there's been several, (laughs) there's been several instances where I'm like, why did I agree to like these, uh, like these restrictions, you know, even with signing releases and stuff, that stuff stresses me out. Like, please don't sue me. I have no idea what I'm allowed to do or not. I to. have no money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Please. There's nothing to take.
4: And does that happen often? Like up front that people would be like, you can't use this for anything. Like even for your own kind of, you know, your portfolio and stuff like that. They just are that. I understand <laughs> not using it for like commercial purposes, but I'm sorry. Yeah, y- and- I spoke right of you.
5: No, it's I, I didn't. I'm sorry. Um, it, that's happened to me mostly for like large metal bands or pop artists. Interesting.
3: Same. Yeah.
4: Right. Even like, yeah.
3: Yeah. The more, I guess the more like image, the people who are the, I guess have to be image conscious or whatever. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Demi Lovato. I I think that's interesting that, so that's a whole can of worms that would take like a long time to pick apart. But like the idea that, you and your team recognize that you have a bad angle is an interesting concept. You know what I mean? Like, how does that go? Like you all sit around and go delicately, respectfully, Demi, (laughs) we talked and ultimately you're the decider here, but we think three fifths, you know, (laughs)
2: 3 <laughs> left side maybe we we steer away from
4: that i mean that makes sense though i mean do you remember like a couple years back there was like w- there was one f- bad photograph of beyonce ever and that became like the biggest thing because it's like this perfect human being was seen with a little bit of like it wasn't 100 percent perfect
1: tom she, she should have my fucking life she should have my life never
0: been a good photo of me Beyonce, what the, I'm going to throw something at you. Pat. You
4: are no Beyonce. Okay. In, in myriad Pat, have ways. You,
0: considered, you Have you considered imposing restrictions on, uh, what you allow people to take photos of during your set, Pat? Carly, sure.
1: you, you know, full well, I'm not into giving anybody rules. You, you all can throw <laughs> the cameras at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that was a silly question. It, it's whatever. I, I would never straight up. I, I would never, ever, ever tell even when kids have been on the stage, like obviously amateur, total amateur photographers, like their first prosumer fucking DSL, like just like f- fucking in my in my crotch, I, I've just been like, just physically moved the kid a little bit, you know what I mean?
3: Because it's
1: what
2: generally not, not too much, you know?
1: Yeah, not too Pat, much.
3: Pat, I've got some photos of you where you've straight up looked at my, looked in the camera and have been like. You post for me. <laughs>
2: Correct. Yo, this, this mf over here trying to pretend. Trying to pretend he doesn't make videos into the camera. Trying to pretend he ain't selfie Like, come on. Get out no, of
1: listen, here. Get out of here. In 2021, I'm on the Danielle tip. If I didn't have to... Like, the here's the deal. This is the tragedy of my life. I'm not good at anything except for, like, expressing myself. I'm not even good at talking. I'm just a good... At, so I have to be... I have to be public facing for the rest of my life, but otherwise I'd be on the Danielle tip and just sort of, mm-hmm. let me fit, let me, let me, I'm gonna fade. But uh, so, yeah, I gotta, the other day I was like, I should get rid of this fucking Instagram. And then I was like, I got records to sell. Like can- You yeah.
2: say, you say, you say, show and prove 2021. Let's <laughs> I go. I can't
3: get rid of it. I'm trying. You say, you say. I, I often feel that way, but I'm like, well, this is how I get all my jobs lately. So I cannot. I mean,
2: that's a that's a good question cuz we've we've spent a lot of time talking about the different internal thoughts, anxieties. There is that push pull that Pat's describing that I think probably you 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 feel like you might not want to be public facing but because of what you do, what you love, what you do at least in some capacity you have to have that, right? And so it's that negotiation. Does that I mean, clearly that does that stress you out more than than you uh, would like to let on?
5: Yeah, I think it's super stressful, especially the internet is very loud right now. It's been very loud the whole pandemic. Um, There's no way to really escape it because, you know, even when like Danielle said, she deleted Twitter and other apps and stuff, but Instagram I feel is one of the most toxic ones. And as a photographer, Mm -hmm. most Most people will look at your Instagram even before your website, which I
3: haven't. Yeah, I haven't updated my website in like two years, and I need to do that card. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm it makes me glad that I'm not like in a band that this, you know, and like have to really hustle on social media or something.
5: I feel bad for bands now, though they're expected to be internet personalities and like want to do Instagram lives and. Like not everybody wants to do that its same it goes for photographers as well but I think we've been kind of used to it for a while because like Instagram you know there's a lot of people who've built their careers on there and whether or not that's sustainable <laughs> I don't know but we'll, well see I guess
2: well so with that I was gonna say um, you know we we hear it from bands I, I know I talked to some bands and they're like what do we do how do we how do we be a banned when we can't play shows and maybe we released a record already or we're planning to and we don't even know if it's a good idea to do that right now whatever so they're trying to do all this creative stuff we know that to the front did a few things i'd like to hear about that but then for each of you individually like what is there to even do um you know obviously i think you've even referenced it kind of diving into your bag of non- music photographer, or non-live photography but like how do you keep yourself out there and available to do something that you really
3: enjoy well well Erica. I was gonna say yeah no Erica you go I, I'm talking um, too much sorry as far as what to the front
5: has been doing it's um like right before March when things started shutting down we were planning on going to Pittsburgh for anti-fest because they invited us to have a pop-up at the festival. And obviously we had to cancel that like a week before, I think it was like a week or two before it was going to happen. So um, we just took some time not doing anything because, you know, mental health and, you know, people were losing work. Uh, tours were getting canceled. And when we finally... Started planning things again. We had been talking about doing a zine, and finally, it was like June or July when uh, we started organizing it with Amanda Foats, who's another music photographer in Canada. Um, and basically, we did it. We were able to raise nine thousand five hundred dollars for um, it. Black Lives Matter movement was, you know, like something that's really important to a lot of us. And that's something we wanted to focus the zine on. So we just um, angled the zine in that direction to like uplift black voices and then give back to our local communities. So we were able to do something positive with that. And I think it kind of gave us all a lot of like a little sliver of hope (laughs) that it's nice to have something to look forward to. And, it, it, you know, with our shows, we try to give back. And I think it was a positive thing that we did the zine. And then same with um, For the Children recently, Katnish Medin, who's been designing our posters for us since our first show, designed a tote to give back to a toy drive for a local Los Angeles drive. So doing things like that has, um, I think, personally been really nice for me. (laughs) Like, it's been really depressing this whole time, like just being home and doing something positive is always a nice
3: serotonin fulfilling droplet
4: yeah.
3: it's fulfilling um something i mean with what we're doing to like i guess keep busy um cat uh erica courtney and i have been trying to plan safe uh social distance kind of shoots with each other just something to do like uh, Erica, Kat, and I went to Huntington Gardens and just three of us walking around taking pictures. Like, you know, we got COVID tested and quarantined and we did that. And that was like a nice, it, I mean, it, it's just like, okay, figuring things out, things to do to like keep ourselves busy. And so uh, that was one of them. And, you know, we've been trying to get to Pioneer Town together also, but just, I mean, none of us feel really good, at like safe about it, you know, right now with how the numbers are. So we, we've, we've just been trying to come up with, um, little things. And we had, we, we did a t-shirt, um, and, you know, Kat and I shot each other in the t-shirt and we're like, oh, buy our shirt, whatever. Like Kat made this amazing backdrop of like flowers from Michael's and we did the whole thing in my kitchen. So it's just kind of coming up with, okay, well, how can we keep ourselves busy? And also we miss each other.
5: Yeah, another thing I forgot to mention was um, we've been doing live streams, which is new to all of us. And Carly's been very helpful with helping us figure out how to stream on Twitch. Um, But it's been been nice to just like, we want to keep it going and do more and more photographers and more artists. But just having a conversation with other artists Watching, like, illustrators and designers talk to each other from different states about their work. Um, it's nice to kind of just, like, take your mind off of things and focus on their artwork and what they're passionate about. So mm-hmm. that's been another positive. It's called To the Front Talk, and we're trying to, like, keep it going. We're not on any schedule at all. <laughs> we're, like, <On> Twitch. <laughs> Yeah. So,
1: so just check check the dreaded social media, and you and people will find out about it that way.
5: That's another. Yeah. That's yeah. another reason why it's like, oh, we can't not be on the internet entirely because yeah. we're trying to do things on it here and there.
1: Yeah, so, I, 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 it's such like a big topic. I that I. So I, my experience with Instagram is altogether positive because there's like weird trolls and fake accounts that'll just like drop in every once in a while. Cause people are strange, but it, it, in general, I don't have the kind of like, I don't observe the type of like insane toxicity that a lot of women experience on there, but also like uh, maybe people that are, maybe people who have to constantly put work out to, to remind the world that they're doing something, you know, it kind of like, it's a sad phenomenon that the more you put out, the more you make yourself available for a weirdo. You, you know what I mean? And, and it, its uh, I hadn't really considered that with trying to pr- promote uh, uh, a photography career, but I, I would imagine that you have people whose opinions nobody asked for. <laughs> and they just appear, you know what I mean? Um, but w- unless you want to talk about all that, we can we can keep it positive and talk about uh, some of your individual projects and anything that you y- you might want to tell the world about uh is there Is there anything that uh, you 've talked a little bit about what what you 've been keeping busy with? is there anything that because a lot of times if we have musicians on, people will know not just where to find them but know what to look for okay, they got an album coming out, et cetera, et cetera like oh, I should check out that thing that they 're talking about, but is there any projects of your own that you'd like to make people aware of
5: um, I have a dog coffee table book Kickstarter that I'm okay this I love awesome. Go on. Yeah.
2: yeah this is this is this is the reason we're doing this actually everybody um, you got it this book looks awesome so please talk about this yeah
5: thank you um, it's been a struggle because I don't have a large following on the internet and I kind of expected it to be a climb to get to a goal that's to make a hardcover book is expensive and the more you make the less it's cheaper to make like the more you, you know, so I basically yeah. was like, I'm going to try to make this amount of books and I'm going to put this idea of it on Kickstarter, which has to be crowdfunded. Only make it if you hit your goal, if you don't hit yeah. your goal, no one is charged. So like right now I'm more than halfway there, but I have like eight days left or something like that. Um, and basically the concept is a a coffee table photo book of dogs that have found homes during quarantine. So, um, some of them will be just portraits of the dogs like up close and where they're from their name. Um, others like with their family, it's all like in a backyard or a park because I've been trying to scatter any shoots that I can, um, to be safe because I don't go anywhere other than to meet up with these people and take pictures of their dogs. Um, (laughs) So I have like a few, a few friends locally, like a lot of people ended up having pets that they adopted. So it's just like the project idea itself makes me happy. And I was like, it's worth a shot to try to get this funded. And if it is funded, then I'll make the book. And if it's not, then maybe I'll make a zine eventually and it'll be more affordable. But you know,
1: I, I think we'll probably pump this one on our socials over the next few days Yes, uh, th- that's a, that's a very worthy project that's right in my that's right in my wheelhouse. I like that a lot.
4: Is there and, a website um, like that we can direct folks to?
5: um yes, it is Kickstarter. actually, I made a link tree. no, I didn't. It's a tiny yearall.com yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash Erica's dog book So cool. you remember?
1: For anybody listening, this is recorded uh, the week before this comes out, so you will have basically you will have basically twenty four hours to get on the to get on uh, that link and and help fund this uh, by the time that you hear this on Tuesday.
5: Who's who's so. joining us with you, Erica? Um, my dog that's with me is on the cover of the book, and I got him in April, but I, this whole time I've been worried that you can hear him snoring because. <laughs> He's been snoring in
1: his bed. <laughs> Not at all. No, he's been
4: good.
3: He, he's so handsome. Mm-hmm. Anyways, enough about me. Yeah. No, that no, it's perfect.
4: But we'll put that up. We can put that up before the episode comes up, just so to give you yeah. a little bit more time I on. Appreciate. 100. percent that. That's such a such a cool idea. Such a cool idea. And do you think these
2: like, dudes uh, don't know that I've already posted about it from the X Ground socials? That, oh, that fucking fantastic! It. Love it. All right. But but we will do it more. So
4: yeah, please. Um, yeah, absolutely. And is there any thoughts about doing like this? Is something that was relatively new to me. A buddy of mine, um, it's like a pretty like well-known photographer in New York. This dude, um, Justin Baruki. He's like a pretty known guy. Or whatever. He did like his own like self-published book has there ever been any thoughts about doing like a book of your own, like that it's sort of like all it's as it's ordered. So there's no sort of risk of kind of like, I need to sell X amount before I, you know, before I break even or anything, it's kind of like someone orders it and then this company puts it together and sends it to the, to the client. I guess
5: the problem, even just while I was planning, um, like budgeting your Kickstarter, you can't lower your goal once you have set it. Sure. Um, But is finding a company that like will print just one book for not like $300, really you know, up, yeah. I didn't realize how difficult it was. And I did, I found like another company after I had already launched my Kickstarter that was like slightly cheaper, but it, it was kind of known for like
3: messing the book up somehow. Oh gosh. Like, that's well. all you need.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, it's funny because when I was in college, um, One of my final photojournalism projects. Well, I had two. One was we had to completely DIY a book by hand. So we had to get it printed and then we had to bind it and sew it with like dental floss. And I still have it. And it's all live photos I took. I called it How You Remember. And I don't even remember like what band that song is from. It's from like a, 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 like some band, but um, like that was crazy. That was such a cool process, and I was like,
5: You want to make my dog work, Danielle? <laughs> I actually, you
3: know what? I we'll talk about this because I kind of want to. Because also, another, I had like an independent study in, in college as well, and this was uh, the one year anniversary of Hurricane Sandy in New Jersey, so I went down uh, across just like a bunch of different shore towns, like just throughout the year um and i shot it all on film um and then i was i i have to find this company but i was able to literally just print one book for like fifty dollars and it was but this was in this was in 2014 yeah so it was like, it was a different it was a different time Danielle, <laughs> it was a
4: different going time. all the way back to the beginning
2: uh yo like, that that also that i'm danielle you sent that to me i still have it the PDF of it all those uh. photos. Cause it's where I live, you know what I yeah. mean? So, um, it's pretty wild. I actually think that, I, I mean, that's something that ages in a weird way. Like people will want to see, see those photos. Like, uh, my son who is, you know, was born a year after that, uh, they learn about it cause he goes to school in one of the towns that was really affected. He, he goes to school in, Bay, in Bayhead. Um, yeah. so it's right up from Manilokan. And so they learn about it in school and they talk about it. It's like, Oh yeah, here's the damage that was done to the school, all this stuff. So I actually pulled it out like on my, on my laptop and was showing him all the pictures. He's like, Oh wow. So, um, so, I mean, we're kind of wrapping up here please, please check out Erica's book. Before we go, I wanted to ask if you have any advice or words for people who are interested in photography, interested in doing their own art, interested in doing events. Um, what would you tell someone who is curious about that? We actually get those questions all the time from people young and old who are looking to do stuff and y'all do a lot of stuff. So what would you say to somebody looking to do things?
5: Um if I could give anyone advice it would be to just pick up a camera take pictures for yourself find your style um just you know one of my favorite teachers had said that without light photography is nothing so like making light present in your photos is one of my favorite parts of it um and not to get discouraged from people that are trying to gatekeep photography or art um we've been doing something on to the front that just started this month called to the front photo challenge. And it's just, anyone can do it. Just like, um, giving photographers a theme to participate in. You go make the photo. We'll highlight everybody on our socials and give everyone the option to be on a, you know, show your work on our stream at the end of the month. Um, just, so, you know, it's for everybody. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do it if you're passionate about it.
0: Yeah. Um, um, yeah, go make art, do it. Just go for it. And there like, there are no fucking rules. And, like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like, some people are not going to share information with you, and generally those people suck. Um, yep. But just fucking do it.
3: Um, also, like, I mean... Don't get too discouraged. It's really easy to hate the work you do, but someone out there is going to see something of yours and feel inspired by it. So take a chance and just do it. It's fun. you know, just don't think too much and just make it happen.
1: Sound advice. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, this was as smooth as a six-person Zoom could ever go. So, so appreciate you very this is much. Incredible! Thanks this is great. Yeah, th- thanks again.
4: Yes, thanks everybody. Thank Hopefully, we'll up. do this again soon. We'll be promoting the next in in person to the front. Hopefully, we'll have it in New York. Maybe we'll do a co-hosting thing and like
1: no, November, November twenty twenty-one. Life might look normal. <laughs> Hoping
4: for. I best. mean, isn't it normal to you right now?
1: I mean, I'm partying. I'm, I'm just in my house doing the same thing I'm always doing. But uh, anyway, uh, thank you again.
4: Uh, yes, that was great. Thank you.
1: Danielle, Erica, Carly. Uh, thanks. Yeah, thank
4: you,
0: guys.
1: Thank you, guys.